I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great craft beer and the stories that go with them. I am your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And uh, tonight, in honor of Na- National Left-Handers Day, I will be drinking all my beers left-handed today. Nice. <laughs> okay. Right, good luck just, with that. Thank you. Just wanted to point that out. Uh, we have the entire ILB team here tonight, including our left-handed sound engineer, Tom. Even gents. <laughs> and, of course, we've got our resident marine biologist, Todd. Todd, what's the proper way to address you? Is it professor or doctor? You can call me doctor. I know we had some discussion about that in Mexico. <laughs> in Mexico <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. El doctor. A to be revealed <laughs> name. Professor. And of course, nothing uh, can happen here without producer Joe, who keeps us rolling. And is also left-handed. So Very good. Oh, and didn't even know that's how good you yeah. are. We didn't even realize didn't that. Even yes, yes. Yeah. Cheers to the lefties, Padre. Yeah, cheers. So, All right. welcome everyone. And welcome those of you joining us for the podcast. Hey, we are lucky enough to live in San Diego, America's finest city for craft beer. Sunshine, 72 degrees all year long, 76 today if anyone's counting. Over 150 craft breweries within minutes. We know we're lucky and we're happy to share our beer experiences with you. But even living here in San Diego, sometimes we have to pack up the family truckster and head out of town in search of adventure and great craft beer elsewhere. So tonight we are continuing our summer series, What I Drink on My Summer Vacation, with our Bend, Oregon edition. And as always, we have an open seat, an extra glass here for local beer drinking legend Mike Lopez. Mike, if you're out there, we want you on the show. Uh, here are the current untapped totals. Uniques, or actually check-ins, 7,066, and Uniques, 5,697. Um, so go ahead and follow us or, or friend us, I guess, on Untapped. I am uh, I like beer, the talent, and I'm uh, J Span. Find me at J Span at a measly one thousand seven hundred seventy-two. Yeah, yeah. We got uniques. some we got some work to do. So you can also fo- follow us. Uh, uh, my Twitter is uh, at I like beer, the T A or Ta one. Um, and I just uh, tweeted out a few pictures of the ILB summer project, which is the keg fountain. Um, so if any of you have uh, completed a summer beer project, uh, send us some uh, pictures and, and uh, we can toast your uh, creations. And with your help, with the talent's help, I'm completing my own beer keg fountain probably tomorrow morning. It'll be up and running. So I'll send some pictures out too. You have a beautiful keg fountain. By I the appreciate way. that. Yours is really, which I heard you had a little difficulty uh, with the bung, but you got that sort of I, out, so I'm I glad was working hear. that bung yes, yeah, le- that's yesterday evening. Yeah. You should have called in the doctor. Yes. Yes. That's why <laughs> we have a doctor. time to call in yeah. Doc, yeah. Dr. Todd so. to work that bung. And yeah. And my wife was just, maybe you should use a sledgehammer. Yeah, no, that's not how you want to treat a bomb. too delicate. Of no. a, you know. Wow, I didn't know that much about your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on Facebook, please. That's our social capital. Um, at I Like Beer, the podcast. Or also on Instagram at I Like Beer, the podcast. And, of course, you're, you're getting this uh, podcast already, either on Facebook or on Podbean, and we appreciate that. Please help us spread the word. Uh, right now, we are already enjoying a beer. We couldn't wait for you. I started right-handed. I'm switching to left, so nice. everybody guard your stuff. I might spill. Uh, right now, we are enjoying a Deschutes Brewing Twilight Ale, a seasonal summer ale from Ben's premier brewery, Deschutes. Opened up in 1988. 
Um, I've been making trips Jeez. up to Bend, Oregon for 20, I made 24 trips in 24 years, and the one constant is Deschutes. It's actually the eighth largest independent brewing company in the country, 15th overall, and it's still majority owned and run by its founder, Gary Fish, and his family. And their quote, you can see it around when you're out on the tour, you can tell this is a, a, a business that everyone is happy and having fun. And, and a quote from Gary Fish, we are not owned by or selling to any larger brewer <laughs> or other entity. We're having too much fun to change. And you can tell when you're there that that is definitely the climate, the work climate there. They are the ultimate community brewery. They have, no matter how big they get, they dedicate themselves to sustainability. They've won a number of awards for it over the years and taking care of uh, their community. So great brewery. This is their Twilight Ale. It's a summer seasonal and every summer, I think for the last seven or eight summers I've been up there. I've always looked forward to it. You can find it everywhere. What's that word you used last episode for when you can find the beer everywhere? Ubiquitous. Yes, ah. it's ubiquitous <laughs> in Bend, Oregon in the summertime. So what do you think? Very good. Very good beer. Not light, refreshing. Um, I think it's one of those ones where on a on an evening where you're watching the sunset, this would be a great beer to have in hand. Yeah, let's plug a couple things coming up, too. We have our Orange County edition. We have a Long Beach. Uh, we're going to focus in on Long Beach in an upcoming episode. Also upcoming, our Fantasy Draft Draft uh, and our upcoming field trip to Culver. Yep. Culver, great Carlsbad Brewery. Carlsbad High School alumni run it. Great and, uh, place. It's a great place to go watch football on Sundays. Yeah, that kind of goes nice. Hey, next year, let's aim to have the fantasy draft draft at Colbert. Oh, that'd be a good yes. idea. Be a good idea. idea. If not this year. I was going to say, yeah. why am I right? All right. That's a good question for, for, uh, <laughs> for Saturday. But before we get into our beers from Bend, Oregon, it's time for toast, roast, or pour one out. We got some toast tonight. Uh, I'm going to start us off with a toast. Congratulations to Stone Brewing, celebrating their 23rd anniversary this weekend. And we talk about them an awful lot. Uh, good job. They're doing great stuff over there. Congratulations to Stone. Hey, who else has a toast for tonight? I've got one here. I've got one. A Lithuanian couple. Their names are Vitatas and Neringa Kirkuslakas. Oh, it's like a, like a native. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you yeah, know, Lithuanians, they're in the news a lot. Yeah. But they, are, they have repeated as world champions in the World Wife Caring Championships uh. in Finland. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, now, you'd think you'd want like a tiny, light little wife, right? So, and, oh, there, there's uh, different ways to carry. There's, you know, piggyback. In this scenario, wife. am I Lithuanian? Yes. <laughs> yes. You can carry your wife piggyback. They got to do like an obstacle course, right? You know, they jump in water over things, but by carrying your wife. So you can carry piggyback, you carry fireman style, but the, what's the, the, uh, the trend now is the Estonian carry, where basically the wife... Oh, yeah, that was, that was made famous yeah, in Estonia. Yeah. Yeah. The wife is basically slung over the back, and she's kind of hugging the waist with her face into the guy's butt, and they're <laughs> running down. Here, I'll show you. you know, Speaking you, of bongs. You, you, you guys listening here, you won't be able to see this, but you should look up World Wife Carrying Championships, and here you go. So you'd think you'd want a really light, tiny little wife, but here's the deal. The prize for winning... You get cans of beer equal to the weight of your wife. Oh, so that's a game changer. Yeah, so, game changer. Yeah. so here's the big question. How did the U.S. do? Because 
No, they didn't even didn't even not qualify. Even wow. But you know, we you might want to start, start training. training. It's yeah. a dark start time. Training. It is because yes. the uh, North American Championship is in uh, is in Maine. You don't even have to be married to enter. Really? Yeah. Wow. But you, you have yeah. to carry someone else's wife. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, they've got to be 108 pounds. Else, they got to wear some weight if they're less than 108. No. Uh, oh, okay. Pounds. I and, barely uh, hit that. Barely make that. But that's and, good. And if you drop your wife. It's a five-second penalty. Oh, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, so probably fair, probably fair, a bigger reasonable. penalty at home yeah, after yeah, the yeah. race. Yeah. yeah, you can't drop her and just yeah. keep running. That's a finish. great deal. Yeah, yeah. five-second yeah. penalty. All right, so hey guys, time to start training. Uh, see if we can uh, get get carry. get into. Yeah, Joe, you just uh, did a half marathon. I yeah? think you're ready. Oh, you're I'm, ready. I am. And congratulations. And with any luck, it'll be an Olympic sport. And, well, well if breakdancing <laughs> Olympic sport, this it's not that far off that this is going to be an Olympic and sport. And the, the, the prize is, is beer, actually better than a gold medal. It's, it's better, than a gold, better, than, a better gold than a gold medal. I think it's yeah. Finnish beer. So yeah, you, you, this is in Finland. You, you can't started, drink a gold medal. It originated in Finland because I think there's this legend of some, this guy named Ronkiner the Robber. In the 1800s, he and his thieves would steal food from the local villages and steal the wives. And they'd, they'd throw, <laughs> I guess, throw them over their back yeah. and run away. And this is how it started. Yeah, wow, it that's started. it. Great yeah. moments in sports so, in Scandinavia. Yes. Toast to Patatas <laughs> and Naringa. Here's a nice. toast to, yeah. All right. yeah. to the Lithuanians. To the Lithuanians. Done. Yeah. Oh, and Estonia for perfecting the, yeah. the bung carry. Right. Baltic states. Right. <laughs> and quick places. toast to our own Joe for uh, completing his half marathon. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah Joe, I would have been there. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah. Did you carry like, I don't want to your list back? out the excuses, exactly. but uh, carry anyone I don't run. You carry your wife. No, I did not no. carry my Why wife. Why would you? <laughs> I've run late. Yes. I've run out of yes. options. Yes. And I've run out of beer, but yes. I'm, not running a, I'm not running a half marathon. <laughs> I'm not running by choice, unless out of choice. Unless yes. you're chased. Yeah. I don't even know then. I'm trying to imagine <laughs> well, what it's going to take. <laughs> what if there was a, some really good kegs at the end? Okay, all right. I, I figured, to something. All right, I figured we, they wouldn't have invented little... the combustible engine if we were meant to run. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fair. much it. Right? That's fair. So, all right. And we ha how about roast tonight? Talent, I think you've got a roast I, first. I've got a roast. So my, my, I think the theme in terms of for me is just talking a little about animals here tonight. Um, so my first or my roast is uh, cats. Um, so, you know, I'm not a cat person. I'll, I'll put that out there. And I've always thought that dogs are much better than cats. And so this is just another reason, basically, that dogs are better than cats. So there was a study published in Scientific Reports uh, re where researchers found that cats are actually able to distinguish their names from other random sounds, which basically means that when they're choosing not to respond to your calls, they're just being <laughs> jackasses. So they said that they did a whole research where they did different nouns and this kind of stuff, and they found that every time that their name was said, it didn't matter whether it was their owner or a researcher that the cats reacted to it. Um, so they basically said, this is, this is the quote, the final you know, product of the research was that from the results of all experiments, it, it thus appears that at least cats living in ordinary households can distinguish their own names from general words and names of other cats. They said, basically, this proves the theory that cats are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is another great, and, and, and Dr. Todd, you're, you're the scientist yeah. here. Yeah, you're, you're the, the expert. Is, this seems to be another example of running experiments on something you didn't need to run. <laughs> run. Oh, they really need yeah, to run experiments yeah, yeah. to know that cats are jackasses <laughs> yeah. and that they ignore us. That that's not really needed. Maybe that was in like Lithuania or Estonia. Maybe or it was in Estonia. <laughs> Maybe that's the downtime between the wife carrying championships. You have that. You know, it's like in in the states here we have this window in in the summertime. Be, you know, before uh, football starts, where really there's not much going on. You know, the the baseball all star game happens, and there's just not. So that might be what it is. It's the downtime when the wife carrying championships <laughs> between the semis and the finals, and they just get into cat research. Someone said, but it was I don't know who it was said cats were only good for stuffing bungs. 
<laughs> Wise man. Pliny the Elder? After much experimentation, <laughs> scientists have discovered. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right, at that point, oh, we should probably give uh, some sort of notice of what this bung is. <laughs> What's the bung hole in a keg? Yeah, in a keg. And we, got a ex we had extensive uh, 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 explanation <laughs> at Mac and Jack's <laughs> Brewery. Remember uh, the young man giving the tour? Did you take a tour there? They will fully explain what the bung is and what the use of the bung is. If you're on a tour with that young man, and I don't remember his name, although I think it was Adam. And you probably shouldn't get Although I think it was Adam. Yeah. And you had a drinking game where every time he said bung, you had to drink. You wouldn't have made it through the No. You wouldn't have made it through You couldn't have even Ubered home because you couldn't even find your phone. Yeah. You would have been destroyed. But it was a great tour. And you'd be thinking about your bung the whole time. All right. So roasting cats. Roasting cats. That sounds delicious. Yes, it does. I actually love cats, but I can't eat a whole one myself. Oh, nice one. All right. Pour one out. Joe, you've got All right, to pour yeah, one out. I have a poor one out. So thanks for acknowledging my half marathon. That uh, is much appreciated. And I'd like Record to time I heard. pour one out for all the conditioning I gained from my half marathon of training because if uh, history dictates, I'll have my winter coat back in about <laughs> three or four weeks. <laughs> I promise you. Hey, if you, if you train as hard to do that as you train to run this uh, thing, and we have plenty of beer here uh, to begin that training. So I have a great history of attaining a goal and then planning to keep the conditioning I gained from it, and I celebrate, um, and then I wake up about three weeks later the with celebrating is the best winter part. coat. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so we do remember this. the conditioning. It's great we, to have got in shape and... To get back into a, a shape that Jeff has a comment on yeah. before. Um, round, round is a shape. Round is a shape. Round is a shape. So we all cheers. remember the story of the uh, no one year off from drinking ended up with a yeah. night in a Mexican jail. <laughs> you got a sense of how things <laughs> go for me. Yeah. You like to live in extremes. <laughs> yes. This is an indicator for sure. All right. Uh, I've got to pour one out for, I don't know if you saw this story out of England, but Gizmo the Chihuahua, the miniature Chihuahua oh. pup. Snatched up by a seagull in England. Now, if it's a cat, it's a funny story. It is. But if it's a and I'm not entirely sure there's a big difference between a cat and a miniature chihuahua, but still, it's a pup, not a kitten. Hair. So uh, there are a lot of experts arguing, Doctor, you'd know about this. Um, could a seagull actually carry away a four-pound miniature chihuahua? You know, I am a marine biologist, but that is something I'm not an expert at. But I've seen seagulls carry, you know, some big bags of chips and things. A chihuahua's got to weigh at least a couple pounds. They said we're four pounds. Yeah. I've been to the vet recently. Uh, you know, I'm doubting it. I'm doubting it. Well, they were having arguments. Scientists are having arguments. It's impossible. They can't carry it. They don't have talons. It, That's and the, the, and the lady said don't. it didn't carry it. It was in its beak. We <laughs> watched. Yeah. We tried to catch yes. it. And then they found on a nearby rooftop... The bones of a very small oh. dog. You know, so. as I'm thinking about it, I, yeah, as I'm thinking about it, those seagulls, so are, now, they're pretty aggressive. I can now, see that. Now, not only do we have to worry about sharks at the beach, but seagulls, <laughs> seagulls as well. Yeah. Well, once I you weigh get down slightly. To four pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm going to get my winter <laughs> coat back. I'm only That's worried right, about it. You better watch out, Joe, because you're just on the edge of that yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. you know why they're called seagulls? Because if they were flying over the bay, they'd be called bagels. That's a good one. All right. So that is toast. Roast and pour one out, brought to you by your ILB team. And remember, give us a quick follow on Instagram, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We appreciate it. We are now on to our Bend, Oregon road trip. Bend, Oregon is 15 hours from San Diego, a trip I said I've made 24 times in the last 24 years. I think my fastest time was 13 hours. I think we left it Bend at 7 and at night and then just drove until we could get home on a Sunday morning 
It's the only time you can get through LA is if you hit it at like four in the morning on a Sunday. Uh, Bend, Oregon is self-dubbed Beer Town, USA. 18 breweries on their Bend Ale Trail and the ILB team combined, we have made it to 13 of the 18. Actually, I was counting it up. I think we've made it to 16 after tonight. Wow, and I think we've also <laughs> done at least two of their hikes. Yes. So if you remember that, the, yes. the, the, the great, yeah. the great long walk. Yes. Yeah. So, I think so, one for sure. One for sure. <laughs> yes. One. I think it felt could like, it could it felt like two. two. Yes. That was the longest <laughs> hike of my life, <laughs> except for the one on Orcas Island. Only because there was a brewery waiting. Yeah, exactly. For you. <laughs> I knew you guys were at the brewery, and I'm hiking. So <laughs> that's true. We Just were sitting at Crux, right. which we're going to talk so about tonight. Needless to say, I was in a great mood and probably a really good, really good company on that hike. It rained during that hike too. Yeah. Oh, Someone was trying to tell us misery, something. misery. Yes. Yes. So I guess I'm alluding to my family road trip that I've dragged my children on since my son was three months old, our, our road trips up to Bend, Oregon. And, and I was wondering about the ILB team. Did you, uh, did you, your parents ever, uh, did you ever have to suffer through the road trip? Is that part of what were your family vacation experiences? Yeah. When I was like, uh, six years old with, you know, two brothers and two sisters in the car. It was, yeah, it was, I remember, you know, at the time it was fun, but looking back, I don't know. Were you the, in the very back of the station yeah, I was, wagon, facing I was the, the other way, one. so your trip was, was different than everyone else's? Oh, yeah. Else yeah. <laughs> so I, I know for me and, and growing up, the, we used to do trips all the time. And, uh, you know, but ours were not, uh, the road trip was not about the journey. It was about the destination. So my dad was always, hey, we, we would, we, you know, I grew up here down in San Diego. And, and so we would leave at 3 a.m. in the morning uh, to beat, go, get through L.A. And, and so, you know, most of my road trips as a kid, I remember, was basically going to sleep in the car the night before. And then you would wake up and we would almost be there. Um, and we just would bomb bomb it. So right. I think it's funny. The one the one trip though that I do remember, we did do a little sightseeing on it. Um, I remember my my mom. It was it was hilarious because we'd be driving. I think we were driving down the five, and she would she was always trying to point out stuff for us to look at. And so me and my brother are sitting there, and she'd be like, "Oh look, there's uh, sheep." And we would look over and we go, you know, mom, those are bales of hay. And, and then she'd be like, oh, look, we were up in the mountain. There's a bear. And, and we're like, mom, that's a, just a bush. And, and so we had those. And, and then it was really funny because at one point she finally, like, we're sitting there and she goes, mom, there's a bear. And we're like, yeah, whatever. And whatever. There's a bear. There's a bear. Whatever. We turn around, And it was actual bear. So it was kind of like that. The boy who cried wolf. That was finally the right thing. But those were kind of the, the funny. That was like the one time where we did the... Uh, did the journey part of it. At what point did you realize mom is legally blind? Yeah, I know. So, yeah. so Raccoons. Still, Those are mailboxes. Yeah, yeah, we still give her a hard time about that. Hey, hold that thought because I, I, I can't wait any longer. I brought this beer back. I want to hear about some road trips, but I've got to share beer number two here. Um, I'm very excited about this beer, and I, it's been sitting in my refrigerator for three weeks now waiting for this night. Where's this from? Ooh, that's hard to do left-handed. <laughs> Everything's is, hard to so do. So on the road trip up to, to Bend, up to up to Bend, Oregon, uh, we stopped in Redding, California, oh, by Shasta. And there's a brewery there. I was checking out breweries there. Um, Final Draft Brewing, and this is their Miso Blackberry Blonde. Sounds good. And this 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 beer will be featured during the fantasy draft draft nice. as one of our quarterback beers. Wow. Our, our quarterback beers will be fruit beers. <laughs> Not that there's anything <laughs> fruity specifically about about quarterbacks, right. but they're usually a, a they're little a more breed. delicate, yeah, yeah, delicate, yeah, yeah, right. and they bruise easily. Yeah. Is that the Tom Brady beer? Uh, so yeah. there will be a list of uh, fruit beers in our fantasy draft draft, and this one will be featured. And if you've got an early round pick, you may be, you may be going after this one. Um, 
so this is from Final Draft Brewing, Miso Blackberry Blonde. Uh, this brewery has 24 rotating beers on tap, and they've only been open since 2017. But just as impressive as the, the really good beer was the food. It, it was fantastic. It, it was a pleasant surprise. Um, the neighborhood we were in, I wasn't so sure where I was taking my family. Uh, but once we got in there, it was great. And they have some great beer names. Passive Aggressive, Obsessive Compulsive, and Intention Deficit IPAs. <laughs> Attitude, <you> psychologist? Yeah. <laughs> Attitude Adjustment Porter. The Black Dragon Double, the Daisy Dukes Blonde. So they, they've got some great beer names on top of it. So let's give this a taste. Cheers. 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 I really can't do things left-handed. Ooh, that's, what that's, do you think? That's very good. Wow. wow. That's refreshing. Super smooth, refreshing. Like I said, again, if you're talking summer beer, this is this is a beer. This is a... This is close to a Shawshanker, I would say. I, for um, me. I, I, Shawshanker, I, I, mean, I think yeah. it is. I got a taster of this. Yeah. I took two sips and ordered a pint. And I wow. and, and you know how stubborn I am about giving a perfect five. Right, to, yeah. I gave this a five out of a taster, and then when I got the pint, I was sure of it. Oh. This, on the first run, on the first oh, run, my gosh. this I, to I, me I, is a yeah, Shawshank beer. Yeah, I can't I can't find anything to not like about <laughs> it, and I can't find uh, like I said to me, it's it's just refreshing. It's got good taste. It's got yeah. uh, not too sweet, not too sweet, um, but it's got enough that yeah, it's 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 a fantastic. It would ruin beer. it if it was sweet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's got all the black. It's got all the berry flavor without being sweet. It's a five point three percent beer. Yeah. It's one of those ones where when you you visit that place and then uh, you know you get home and you go, gosh, I would, and you can't find them anywhere around home. So it's great, but it also makes you. Oh, I'm going to stop by there every time I'm through that area. So right. Oh, there's no way we're driving through Reading without stopping and picking up a couple of crowlers from yeah, here on out. Good. And besides, you can see the size of this crowler. Yeah, yeah, I think a, this crowler that's a bigger than a crowler. That's I, a crowler on steroids. On steroids, yeah. and I think this crowler. Was eight dollars. Nice. It might have been seven fifty. Wow. <laughs> so I got two. So there's another one singing home. But I, I, I promised my brother-in-law, who was with me on the trip, that yeah. I wouldn't drink the second one without. Wait, him. I thought we were gonna have it at the draft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it will be one of your choices for a quarterback. Draft. Yes. Yeah. That is very good. So that's uh, a yeah. final draft. Awesome. Uh, final draft brewing miso blackberry blonde, and Joe, I know you as a as a father. I've done the craziest road trips I've ever heard about. Yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> But what true. about as a kid? So, yeah, there's some good family lore I'll share. So this is, I, I was too young to remember. My dad was a, uh, a threatener, right? As, don't make me pull this car over. I'll pull this car over. <laughs> so my brother was probably six or seven, and um, my dad gave him the threat. He says, hey, if you don't stop it, I'll pull this car over, and I'll leave you right here. <laughs> my brother calls him on it. <laughs> Says, "Go ahead, Dad." Uh, and so he, you know, he's like, "I'll do it." And he's, he said, "Go ahead, Dad." And so my dad pulled the car over, the, and he got out of the car. <laughs> and my dad pulled away, you know, <laughs> fifteen ah, or twenty feet. Mom's in the car, you know. So yeah, and worse waited than an it out three or four minutes, and <laughs> backed up. <laughs> Kid got in the car. <laughs> Off we go. So. Yeah, no, they, uh, we did a lot of family did, road did trips. Did he use that threat again? After no, that? no, oh, we that, solved that, for that, that retired one. retired threat, yeah. yeah. Only to get out of the car one. Yeah, because uh, he didn't have to make yeah. that one anymore. The one he could <laughs> follow through this is, uh, don't make me reach back there. And yeah, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> that one was a much easier to execute. Yes, uh, we got a lot of our, I will pull this, I will pull the truck over. Yes. Because yeah. yes. my dad had a, he had a 62 GMC truck that I don't know if we had one road trip where we didn't spend oh, at least three or four hours on the side of the road 
where he had the hood up. I can't remember one trip. Uh, hitchhiking, him hitchhiking to get a ride, yeah. and, and mom and, and my sister and I playing games in the back of the camper. Well, we just like it was Wait, the most normal. Yeah. Well, this is what happens. Yeah. Dad's hitchhike with yeah. someone into town yeah. to get parts, <laughs> and then yeah. they come back and fix the car. And at or night, for, at for us, midnight, always, you pull into a campground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for us, it was always the. I remember one of the ones I most vividly remember is so again, we, we did this thing where we leave at you know 3 a.m. to get through LA, and we're pulling a boat, and we uh blow the, the tire on the boat, and so now we're pulled over on the side of the road, and the spare doesn't fit the boat trailer. Okay. So my dad unhitches the boat leaves the boat on the side of the freeway in, in um, L.A., leaves me and my mom with the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and so he takes off to go find a tire for this. At that time in L.A., at about 5 o'clock rush hour, they could drive on the shoulder. So we're sitting by the boat, and these cars are just coming down the shoulder and then oh zipping back gosh. into the car. It was crazy. That's um, but they found, found a tire somewhere, came back, managed to salvage it all, put it all back together, and, and finish the trip. So uh, I breakdowns were a massive part of, of, uh, of every road trip. We had an old panel station wagon, and whenever we go through Mojave Desert, we had to make sure it went through at night because you know our car would overheat. Or if we went through during the day, we would uh, you know, make sure we'd put the heater on you know, so that you know, keep the car cool. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but for me, I thought about to, like the grapevine, right? The grapevine was always this mythical creature uh, because yeah. that, that's what yeah, they always, always yeah. everybody always talked 100%. about. Oh my gosh, did yeah. you make it over the did grapevine? Did you make it over the grapevine? Oh, yeah. the backside of the oh, grapevine. Yeah. Than, for those that don't know, the grapevine is the, the, the hill that they, or hill or mountain or whatever, the pass that takes you out of the LA Valley into the San Joaquin Valley. Um, and it is a substantial climb, but that's yeah. the one where everybody overheat used to yeah, overheat. Right, right. Yeah. And so, like I said, it, as a kid, it was always this mythical thing or mythical 100%. place because you yeah. just listen to the adults talk about the grapevine. Yeah. Oh, I, I bet sure we could just do a cars, whole, yeah. and maybe we will after this next beer on breakdowns we had to <laughs> yeah. had to yeah, suffer yeah. through as a <laughs> uh, as a so child. Breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you ready for another beer? Let's you do want? it. Okay. Of this this is beer it's number three Catholic. from Crux Ferment, Fermentation Project. This is their Lawn Party Golden Ale, and we all the ILB team went to Crux. Uh, after your terrible after hike, my hike I was you're, you're probably too exhausted yeah. to enjoy it. You yes. probably don't even remember. No, that's, um, this, this was like the golden thing. I saw that Amco sign at the, at the end of the at the end of the tunnel. You know, and that's the only thing that kept going. And you thought you were at a transmission <laughs> exactly. center and you're at a brewery. Yeah. And then and Joe, Kim, and Julie and I had been there for hours. Yeah. With Ian, remember Bad we, Bad we Bad picked Bad. up a stranger the <laughs> yes. night before. Yeah. That's and, a true story. Uh, this this is. It's amazing how that guy kept finding us. Oh, <laughs> amazing! He wanted us to solve his marital problems, <laughs> yes. and that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't happening. Not yeah. because we weren't capable, but right. And we didn't know about. It was a deeper problem than we could help. We with. didn't know right. about the wife carrying competition at that point. Right. <laughs> yeah. That could resolve my health problems. Or the sledgehammer and bunks. Yes. So this is lawn party, and a big part of Crux when you're out there is they have an enormous yard area, um, beer garden, for families to have been in there in the summer and you know, we were there in the springtime so it was a little chilly but if you go there in the summer they have a panoramic view of the cascade mountains at sunset also dollar off beers at sunset at sundowner hour and it's a beautiful facility fantastic beers uh their their beer you find all over bend oregon is the gimme mo ipa which is very much that pacific northwest ipa there's a little bit piney compared to what we drink here in san diego uh, you, I do think it's an acquired taste because the first one I have, I'm always a little, why is there pine? Yeah. And then why is there resident here? By the fourth or fifth. <laughs> I'm pretty good with it. I love the pine. <laughs> so this is so the uh, Crux <laughs> Fermentation Project Lawn Party Golden Ale. 
Cheers, brothers. Cheers. Cheers. And I'm, I'm right-handed. I gave up. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean a little bit about the pine, but it's actually not overwhelming. I think it's... it's no, this is a blonde. This yeah, is their American cool. blonde. A piney blonde. But it does have that Pacific it's Northwest. Yes, that's right. That's, that's, a piney, that's a good good description of it. Piney blonde. And, and I, I didn't try this one. I had had it a year or so ago. And this time when we brought it back, I wanted to wait to have it tonight. Crisp, undeniably refreshing, this lawn party loudly declares that summer is here with hints of pine. <laughs> and melon. Do you taste any melon in it? A little bit. A little bit. I taste yeah. melon. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say this just in general. I know we kind of talked about it, but if you are thinking about making a trip somewhere just to do some beer tasting, but also just have a Bend is an awesome place. Yeah. Yes. Because um, obviously, yeah. obviously you have the, the brewery scene, which there's a, there's a ton of it, but there's just so much other stuff to do. You have lakes and rivers mountains. and mountains. There's, you know, so it's a, it's a great vacation spot. Um, and summer kind of, or winter. Yeah, summer or winter. You can get there. There's skiing in the wintertime. Um, you know, it's, it's a great place to go. It's really true. enjoyed it. If you're going to get, there's 18 breweries. And I don't know if your significant other is as patient with you as ours are with us and let you go to 16 of them. Thank you, lady. <laughs> Thank you again, ladies. <laughs> but Crux is on your list, especially if, they're, if you're there in the summer or spring and you can be there at sunset to see the sun go down over the Cascade Mountains. you got to have Crux on your list. So. Um, all right. And Ian's in the secret room at the McMenamin. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, if, you see Ian, right. if you see Ian, say hi. <laughs> Hey, Tom, how about your family vacations as a kid? Did you ever hit the road with the family? Oh, boy, did we ever. You know, we had the, we had the Griswold uh, station wagon. I think it sounds like a few <laughs> of you might have had as well. Uh, I was the co-pilot, you know, in the fire engine in the back looking at the trucks coming by and, you know, <laughs> yelling at him, screaming, hey, to- toot your horn, toot your horn, you know, all that fun stuff. And, uh, yes, we also had the breakdown stories. We had the, uh, the cargo carrier off the roof story. Oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, wait, I want to hear more about that win. one. Where did that Where did that happen, and how was it resolved? Yes. That was on the way to the Grand Canyon uh, back when I was uh, about 9 or 10, somewhere in there. So you figure my youngest sibling at that point was about 4. Uh, so you figure we're all 2 years apart. So you got a 10-year-old, you got an 8-year-old, 6-year-old, and a 4-year-old all on the side of the freeway while mom and dad are collecting the suitcases. And, uh, <laughs> you know, awesome. mom and dad were regular with their, you know, children. Yeah. 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 yeah they, what they happened? Were, uh, they, so like nine months before, before that, July or yeah, Mother's Day. They were pretty regular. Deal? Yeah. 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 And yeah. you have great parents. A lot of parents would send the kids out to do the grad. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kudos to your parents. Don't make me pull this over and make you pick up all those suitcases right now. <laughs> exactly. No, that was the... That was the... The scary one where, you know, everything just went yeah. flying. And yeah, we're like, oh, scary. my. Dad dad was panicking. Mom's like, my dresses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the scariest one I remember is up at Big Sur and, and the, the pickup with the big camper and a, you know, a mobile home coming the other way and you can't both go by. There's just mm, not yeah. enough room. So yeah, trying to go backwards in a camper. Yeah. And my mom out there in the middle of the road yelling to and my Marlon, yeah. Marlon, you're gonna hit the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to get this other car, and then watching the the uh, RV that was going by just scrape our side view mirror. Uh, and my dad oh. getting out and readjusting the mirrors to pull them in, and that's funny. and and the line, of, and just as a kid looking out from the you know the the beds up on top of the camper, yeah. just looking at the line of cars that was endless, waiting for these two campers to go by each other. So the, the funny thing is, is if 
if you think about it, I mean, all of us now have our own families, and we've all done our own share of road trips. We don't, you don't seem to break down as much now yeah, as, that's true. as you did when we were growing up. So I don't know if that's a, we just have better vehicles, or vehicles in general are better or whatever, but it's just, um, you know, the, the only times I ever had the big breakdowns is I used to have a real old motorhome, and it would break down yeah. pretty much every trip. Um, but uh, That's just, good that your children got a taste. Yeah, my, t- my, my kids got a taste. Yeah, we spent the night, at, speaking of the grapevine, we actually slept under an overpass in the motorhome on a grapevine because we broke down going up to grapevine and had to wait till the next morning for the tow truck to come pick us up. He picks us up. He proceeds us to get us over the grapevine, and then all of a sudden he's like, well, I'm running out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> so then he had to pull over Jimbo, with, with, yeah, so with our motorhome so on the back of the tow truck, call another tow truck to bring us gas <laughs> so we could refill up. And then we finally made it into Bakersfield, beautiful right. Bakersfield, yeah. in the middle of July. We're oh. here. And then the amazing, we've arrived. And again, the amazing part of the whole story is they drop us off in there, and literally... 30 minutes later, the guy had us fixed and on the road, and we oh, were continuing wow. the, the thing. Yeah. So the the actual breakdown part took us probably 10 hours to get through, but the actual fix or repair was nothing, so that was pretty <laughs> awesome. So, um, But, yeah, that it's just kind of funny. Since, since then, since we've kind yeah. of gotten to a little newer vehicles, uh, the breakdowns yeah. don't seem to happen as frequently as they did when I was growing up. We can thank Japan for that. Kazan. Probably, yes. No, you can't. Well, the computers are yeah. running all our vehicles now. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah, mother's well. too. It's all the extra parts that are inside the engine oh. now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we rented an RV and we were coming back from uh, with, with my brother-in-law and his family. We were coming back from the Grand Canyon and the tire just blew out. Though yeah. the the tread came all the way off of it in the middle of the desert, coming through there and and like, w- what do we do? Yeah. And I looked ahead and I said, I think there's an exit. There hadn't been an exit for miles. And I said, I think there's an exit. So we just limped along on the shoulder. There was an exit with one thing, a tire. That's uh, amazing. Uh, it always seems to work out. And so, and they're like, for $50, they, they, yeah. they put the spare on for us because on the RV, I didn't, right. didn't even know where to start. And took care of us, had us back on the road in 20 minutes. And I thought, what were the chances? Yeah. And then my brother-in-law said, what are the chances that they set up something to tear <laughs> up our tires? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Three, you there know, you go. three minutes limping down the yeah. shoulder from their shop. Yeah, which had, I don't want to believe that about humanity. We had just that last one. We had a funny one with that. Then that actually was the, hey, we're getting rid of the motorhome after this one. Because <laughs> it was an 84 motorhome. And... Um, that's not that we, old. But but this is like 2010. We're driving it 2005. And we're coming down, uh, the, actually out of Reading. We're coming down out of Reading. Actually, maybe before Reading. And um, driving along, cruising as fast as this motorhome would cruise. And then all of a sudden, boom, drop the drive shaft. And you hear this clunk, and then boom. Da, 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 da. So basically, barely got it over to the side. We're in Wairika. I don't know if you've ever been to Wairika. Yes. Pretty small yeah. town. And, but again, another amazing story. Get towed back into town. We go to the, and the first thing that I calls us, he can say, the only place that has parts is in Oregon. It's going to take us you know, five days to get this here. So I'm trying to figure out how we're going to sort all this out. And then all of a sudden, he calls me like an hour later. He goes, it's fixed. And I'm like, what do you mean it's fixed? He goes, yeah. He goes, I have a buddy who had one of these kind of broken down in his yard. I went over. It was the same drive shaft. So I just pulled <laughs> it off there, put it on yours. It. You're good to wow. go. And we made it home, sold the motor home, and we've never had a breakdown <laughs> since. So. Good move. Yeah. Good move. And your you wife says, that's had, what hotels are for. Yeah. You mean you've never had a breakdown in the car you sold? Exactly. <laughs> right. That, that motor home is probably giving people lots of joy <laughs> still. Yeah. We had the one where we were on, we were doing a ski trip, and this was my couple of my siblings and my dad and we're going up the mountain and it's crack of dawn and ice everywhere and we're, we're hitting one of those switchbacks and we, we go, we're cruising into it probably about 25 miles an hour and then all of a sudden you just feel the back of the car just start to spin 
And you go, oh, hold on, guys. And the car spins and spins. And you're looking at the over the cliff to your left. And it spins three times and comes to a stop right in the middle of the road, thankfully. And I kid you, not 60 seconds later, here comes a truck around the bend. <laughs> and we're like, whoa. See, we all made it. We all survived. <laughs> we're here to tell the story. That's right. Well, I got to get one. Driving down, this should have been in the Mexico podcast. My buddy's battery died on the side of the road in Mexico. Everyone, lights went out, everyone went out. So he opened his door to get out. Here comes a semi. Oh, gosh. Mm. Semi. <laughs> so he goes around the side of the road. His door's still open. The semi took off, off the, the driver. Oh, just like door. Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, it was exactly. Did he yell Bonsai? <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so, it threw, so it threw the door on the back of the truck. Went on, you know, and next Junior day got put it the put evidence back on. in the back so of the awesome. car. <laughs> <laughs> do not get me started. Wait, can we yeah. do a whole episode on Smoking the Bandit? Yeah, we should. Please. Or movies. At least movies uh, about beer. Oh, yeah. All right, so we got one more listener, one more email asking. I'm sure there will be. If you're out there listening, please request. I'm sure Joseph will probably I like beer the podcast at gmail.com. Request an all smoking the bandit episode. I will send you two stickers. I'd go for it. I'd go for it. Go for it for that, yeah. You haven't counted how many I've been giving away a lot of stickers. You don't know what our quantities are like. Too light. It's a two-sticker win. All right. All right. One more beer our for, beer for our uh, part one. Uh, we're going to have to do a two-parter on this, guys. I believe so. The Bend Ale Trail. Um, this is from Silver Moon, which we talked about in an earlier episode. This is their Mango Days. Mm. Good for summer. So Mango. Silver Moon is Bend's third oldest brewery, and it uh, was founded in 2000. Their website says they have a rich history that dates all the way back to Destiny's Child, or when Destiny's Child was still together, and Palm Pilots <laughs> were a thing. So also tip of the hat to Silver Moons, they have an F Cancer IPA, which where proceeds are donated to the American Cancer Society. Nice. Cheers to that. Yep. Cheers, big ears. Cheers. Summer beer. Did you pick Ooh, all these beers out? Because every one of these beers are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, and wait, yeah, wait till you see what I have <laughs> for part two. Hey, hey, can, I have been so it, excited uh, about this episode. Can we just toast Jeff today? Yeah, yeah I would toast you for the beer oh, you picked. Oh, you guys. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, it's You're a, so nice. It's a sweater. Gosh. I, hate, I, I want to say I don't deserve it. But no, you, for these beers, <laughs> you do. Every one of these beers are fantastic. You're a Sweet. I'm going to say, if you are listening, just get these four beers and yeah. go drink these four beers and right? you will not regret it. This right. is sweet. And these, and these breweries. I mean, if yeah. you're in Bend, yeah. uh, and I'm going to run through this again in, in the other episode, but if you're in Bend and you can't get to all of them, you got to hit Deschutes. Uh, you got to do the Good tour. Food not, there not, too. Yeah. Great you food. go to the pub if you want, yeah. but go to the Deschutes Brewery, the tap room, do the tour. It's fantastic. You got to go to Crux. You got to go to Crux at Sun- Save That One Worthy. or Sunset. Worthy, with yeah. the, we talked we about talked Worthy about before. You got to go to Worthy, to yeah. the, the big telescope. Wow, this is good. The gardens, and, and the fourth one, I'd say you got to go to that. I'm going to talk about uh, in, in the future because we, we Part uh, two. Uh, actually in a in a future one because my brother-in-law, future, future. another Jeff, what? Yet another Jeff wow. is bringing us some beers from Good Life and oh. Good Life Brewing. 
uh, up there in Oregon is another Name fantastic place. Basically. It's just got yeah, the great vibes, the name, yeah. and they have a distillery with fantastic vodka uh -huh. and gin. And I don't even like vodka or is gin, and I thought they were fantastic. We okay. left with a, with a couple bottles. So is it a McMinimins relative? And then McMinimins, you yeah. gotta stay at Adult oh, Disneyland. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. <laughs> okay. That's you what you that's try, how it's You got the, the you got the brewery. So tell me what you think of the mango days. I could drink this all day. I exactly. Oh my god, mango all day. They should have called this mango all. All days, because you can oh, drink this. My wife is going to flip over this. I, in fact, she, I could probably carry it over my back. <laughs> yeah. if, she, if she knew this was the prize right here, her to start training. Her weight in this, yes. her weight oh, in right. mango days would be fantastic. Well, I'm not, I'm not touching the wife. Uh, of course, none go. of our wives are over 108 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Not even close. No. <laughs> Barely. Uh, I, I think I'm 108. <laughs> maybe twice. Yourself? Maybe twice. Barely. No, maybe. Yeah. No. Yeah, two plus. <laughs> I'm training. If this beer's uh, I'm a couple hundred eights with a few yeah. uh, Gizmo yeah. Chihuahuas tied to my side. <laughs> <laughs> with the seagulls. A couple of Gizmo Chihuahuas in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, once again, please help us spread the word by following us on Instagram and Twitter, liking us on Facebook. Just look for us at I Like Beer, the podcast. It only takes a couple seconds, costs you nothing. It's a big help to us to get our story out there. We want to get out to these breweries, taste these great beers, talk to these brewers, and then share the story with you. So thank you very much for joining us for a few beers and a few stories. We will continue our crawl across the Bend Ale Trail in part two. But for now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N.